my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me a hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. for just $60 per month. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. Hey friends, welcome to episode 374 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. I am Kevin Huntsberger. Very happy to have you here this week as we're doing kind of a look back, a throwback of sorts, uh, because I'd, I didn't realize I'd never shared this particular interview on the podcast before, and that is my sit down with Mickey James, who, ironically enough, is the Impact, or at that time was the TNA Knockouts Champion when I talked to her. This was April or May, maybe June of 2011. So almost 12 years ago, this interview went down, and I decided to go back and, and look at this and, and use this today because Mickey James uh, is, you know, once again being talked about and being highlighted and showcased um, not only in Impact Wrestling, but now with her being announced for the WWE Royal Rumble coming up later this month, I thought it was a relevant topic to throw her back in. And, you know, I wanted to add the caveat to this. And again, this interview is almost 11 years old, so I'm not trying to, um, you know, uh, con anyone into listening to this because uh, making it feel like I've gotten a, a current uh, interview going on, but we do talk about um, her time with the country music that she's pursuing and she's continuing to be successful with, as well as her big match at WrestleMania 22. So that's going to be the interview that you'll hear in just a few minutes, but I thought I'd do a little housekeeping and talk about some other things going on uh, in the world of professional wrestling and uh, let everyone know thank you for checking out last week's episode. It was the 10-year anniversary of my very first match with Mike Masters. He and I actually sat down and talked about that. So if you haven't already, go back and give that uh, episode a listen. And I would really love it uh, if you subscribe to this podcast, leave a review. It helps with the algorithm. It helps with getting things out there uh, to folks. Uh, and I'll let you know that Chad Smart and I will be teaming up once again next week for the podcast. And on tap is the 1992 Royal Rumble, 30-year anniversary. We're going to talk not just about the Rumble match itself, but the lead up to it. And then the fallout afterward, because as uh, I get older and I think about things back from from those years, and I, I was, would like to say my childhood, but I was in college 
when that uh, Royal Rumble went down. Um, just kind of look at things through a different set of eyes. I think that in life in general, we do that. So uh, I'll be sharing and Chad will be sharing his perspective of, of things and uh, maybe looking to do a spinoff series on some of these big events that happened in wrestling and, and our perception of them now decades later. So stay tuned for that. And then we're going to wrap the month up with Movie Mania and take a look at Rumble. So uh, stay tuned again to the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Chad, of course, is back with Greg Mahochko co-hosting the uh, Greg and Chad's Power Half Hour. And then, of course, Greg still has Nerd United. Chad is doing his thing with Positive Cynicism and Wonder Why, as well as with uh, Mike his uh, co-host Mike um, DeKalb, and they do the uh, Out of Touchstone podcast over there as well. So be sure to check it out, and we'll talk all more about those things next week as well. But um, I wanted to remind folks, if you haven't already, go check out the My123Cents YouTube channel. I'm back to creating new content for that, different content than, you know, I've as these social media platforms open up and present new opportunities, I try to spread out the content and not put everything in the same spot. So over on my TikTok, I've been doing wrestling under the influence and eighties under the influence where I take a topic and a beer and do a quick review. It's 60 seconds. I know now that attention spans are dropping, dropping, dropping. So my reviews on my video stuff has been down to a minute or less um, over on TikTok, which it's my name, at Kevin Huntsperger. I think it's actually at Kevin underscore Huntsperger. But then also on uh, on YouTube, I have a segment called Give Me a Minute, and I just take a minute and kind of jump into a uh, sometimes, I, I don't even know if controversial is the right word. I did talk about Dusty Rhodes and the polka dots um, recently, but this past week, uh, the episode is about the forbidden door and who else will come in if anyone else. And I'm going to, I'm telling you to go watch that, but here I am going to kind of expand on that and, and make it more than a minute conversation. So obviously we know that Mickey James is that quote unquote forbidden door and the forbidden door, which I wasn't really a hundred percent sure what that meant or where it came from. It's a phrase coined by Tony Khan uh, over the last couple of years. And it's, 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 it's worked for them and them being AEW and opening up to, you know, New Japan or to working with GCW or working with most recently Impact Wrestling. And, you know, I, although AEW is kind of at the top of the heap in terms of those companies, I still think it kind of gave them a little bit uh, of something to talk about, you know, the, the, the angle where Kenny Omega won the AEW world championship and then left with Don West or not Don West with, um, God, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name, Cyrus, the virus. I can't, uh, Don Callis, right? Yes. So, um, you know, I, I feel like it's been, uh, something that has gotten wrestling fans talking about, but I also remember, you know, I'm old enough to remember back in the days when the AWA and World Class and um, uh, Continental, I think it was Continental, were all teaming up as well and trying to, they were fighting for their lives. They were doing it more out of uh, a way to rejuvenize and, and keep their 
companies in business versus uh, something where I think with, you know, AEW doing it with Impact and, and these other companies, I think it's a way to kind of spread awareness and get the word out. But then, you know, WWE, WWF was doing this also with USWA, uh, Jerry Lawler, when he came in and, and they did some some interesting angles. Smoky Mountain was involved in it as well. And then, of course, the whole relationship with ECW. And I really, I, you know, it's been a long time since we've seen this before. And I, I hope that, you know, do I think we're ever going to see an AEW WWE supercard? Probably not, but in the world of professional wrestling, you never say never. And it may happen one day. I, I don't know. But with Mickey James now kind of being that forbidden door and, you know, the way she left this last time around from the WWE and there was so much uh, online talk about the way she was treated and apparently uh, bridges have been, or fences have been mended and apologies have been made and, and Mickey James is obviously going to be there with the Impact Women's Championship and come out to her music and it, it, it's a really exciting time i think uh and it'll be interesting to see where it goes and as i said in my video i don't want this to be a thing where mickey james gets in there and is immediately eliminated i want her to go in there have a good showing will she win the royal rumble i really really doubt it i would love it though and see her face charlotte at wrestlemania or even go in there against the winner of the Dewdrop and uh, Becky Lynch match. Um, I think there's a lot of, of, of great possibilities there. And sometimes, you know, as they say, we've seen superstars get released and leave and come back. Um, you know, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, great examples of that. And they are at the top of the mountain right now. I, I don't necessarily think Mickey James is looking to re-sign and come back to the WWE, and I don't know that they're looking to do that with her, but I hope that this relationship is done to not humiliate or embarrass or, you know, make those quick eliminations. And the same is said if, if we open this forbidden door for the men's Royal Rumble match, which I imagine we may see that happen as well. And I threw a few names out in the video that I'd like to see come through. MJF or Nick Aldis, the former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, who is, of course, Mickey James's husband, Sammy Guevara. Um, you know, there's a lot of great talent on the AEW roster and even in the NWA that has never set foot into a WWE ring, or at least on WWE in the ring on TV and wrestling. So I would love for that opportunity. Most likely, though, I could see it being Chris Jericho, or maybe Daniel Bryan. Um, I'd love to see John Moxley inserted into the matchup between Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. It's not going to happen. We're fans. Well, fantasy book. And again, I don't think that any of these forbidden door candidates are going to win, but I think it's going to make for an interesting night. It's going to get some buzz on the internet. And maybe, just maybe, it'll rekindle some flames, uh, some sparks, if you will, and get wrestling to back into the forefront where and Chad and I are going to explore this throughout the year of 2022, I believe, and, and talk more about fandom and what happened to the fans, you know, from the Attitude Era to today, from the Golden Era when we started watching. So we've got a lot of fun stuff 
that we're working on. Of course, I will continue to do shows with my buddy Tyler Heath Hatton of Stride Pro Wrestling. Uh, as soon as we know when Stride will be back in action, I will let you all know that as well. In the meantime, check out uh, strideprowrestling.com. Some big things going on there as well. I'm excited about it. So without any further ado, let's listen to Mickey James. Again, this is Circa 2011. I would imagine life as a wrestler is tough enough, but now you're adding singer-songwriter to that mix too. Yeah, it's actually really interesting that I think that both of the... You know, both of the industries run very parallel in this, in the fact that, of course, it is the entertainment industry, and you know, you're, you know, whether you're performing on stage or performing in a ring, you're still, uh, you know, performing this larger-than-life yet human character or person that you are, and um, so, and it's in front of millions of fans and or thousands of fans or even hundreds of fans, depending on any given night, I guess. But yeah, so I. It's, it's a lot of fun because the music is kind of like a new journey. Like where I'm at now in the music side of it is where I was 10 years ago in the wrestling side of it where I was building my name and building my fan base and, and building people that believed in me and stood beside me and stood behind me. And obviously everybody that has been a fan of mine or who, you know, believes in me on the wrestling side, they obviously support me, which I'm very grateful for. But I'm also finding that, you know, I'm finding new people that probably whether they were wrestling fans or not, and, and which there aren't a lot, you know, there are people that are big country music fans and, and not, you know, wrestling fans. So I'm also finding that they're appreciating my wrestling style just because they appreciate the music. So it's cool that they, how they're playing together. And it's just a lot of fun. I will say uh, I was fortunate enough to be in the audience at WrestleMania 22 when you beat Trish. I know, Trish. I see your shirt yeah, there. When you uh, beat Trish for the... For the women's championship, yeah, one of the, it was actually the the best uh, women's match I've ever seen in person. Wow! Thank um, you. Uh, what what were some of your highlights, or what are some of your highlights of your career? What would you pick um, as your uh, kind of cherry on the top, so to speak? Wow! Um, you know, there's been there's been so many. Like, it's definitely been one of those things. Is whenever you set a goal for yourself, you and if you reach that goal, then you know you're constantly raising the bar for yourself and. That was definitely one of those monumental moments in my life that, you know, when I got that call, you know, that I, that WWE had wanted to hire me, you know, three years prior to that, then I was, excuse me, my That's dog okay. is going crazy. Um, when I got that call. You can pick him up or hold him if you want to. Come here. He might take over. He's a bit of a camera hawk. Oh. Um, when I got that call three years prior that I'd gotten the job with WWE. It was that was one of my goals that I I had reached for and and struggled for for so long and then it took 3 years to, you know, two and a half, three years almost to get to um, the television screen after that. And I look at it as a blessing in disguise in a sense of like, you know, obviously you get uh, flustered or whatever if you feel like you're spinning your wheels and just waiting and waiting for your chance to show and and to shine. But um he, you know, I just, it was one of those storylines that I was really fortunate enough to get something like that because I shined, like, the best that I absolutely could. And by the time the culmination came at WrestleMania 22, we had developed our characters and the storyline for six months and turned it into this masterpiece that by the time WrestleMania came, like, there's the Trish fans and the Mickey fans. And 
it was just, it's crazy. I, I still get chill bumps to this day when I think about it, the way the crowd was split, and neither one of us expected that. I don't think anybody expected that. Hi. Um, that, you know, the crowd would cheer for me. Like, I, I was supposed to get booed out of the building. That was, that was you know, what was supposed to happen. And, and I think that that was just one of those things is that they actually, I think they knew that I wasn't, that I had worked hard to get to where I was. It wasn't one of those overnight things. It wasn't like I worked and I trained and, and it was definitely a struggle to get to where I had, had gotten in that point and that my in-ring work kind of, especially from the hardcore wrestling fans that appreciate wrestling and, and hard work, they appreciated who I was and what I stood for and what I had done to that point. So it was kind of cool um, in that aspect. And obviously my mom was sitting front row and, and you know, at that point, like on that journey of just making it as a star, and and I think that anybody who's ever made it in any industry, whether it's acting, singing, modeling, when you reach that point where you know that you've made it, it's just, it was the culmination of like everything that you had worked for for all those years. And, and when I got back to the back, I just dropped to my knees and I just started crying and I thanked God and, and my mom was front row. And, you know, she watched me wrestle in front of a hundred people and you know, at the Nashville fairgrounds and then, you know, to see me in front of thousands and, hunt, you know, tens of thousands of people at WrestleMania after that's what I'd been working for for so long from going from, you know, driving my car 20 hours on a hope and a prayer to, to something like that is definitely, it was very rewarding and very humbling and very, you know, just overtaking, I guess. Well, you are certainly one of the best. Thank you. I'm still trying. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Friends, as always, I appreciate it so much. Once again, I ask if you have a minute, leave a review, screenshot it, send it to me uh, via social media, and I will send you a, a My123 Cent sticker. Um, and, I, you know, just looking for ways to get feedback, good or bad. If you hate this show, or if there are things that you would rather hear on the show, let me know, because it's been seven years, and I'm doing this... Uh, because I enjoy talking each week about pro wrestling, but I also want to do it for folks that enjoy listening to it and not just doing it out of habit or doing it because they feel obligated to listen because they've listened before or they're my friend and they are supporting me. I love all that, of course, as well, but I want this to be something that is genuinely, when you wake up on Monday morning, the first thing you want to do is listen to the My One Two Three Cents podcast because I have podcasts that are like that for me that the first thing I want to do is listen to those podcasts. So again, let me know what I can do to make my one, two, three cents a more enjoyable experience for you, the listener. Thank you again so much and have a great week. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.